Pod, Episode 8. I'm joined today by Seth Wispelway, the Rev. It's such a gift to be here. Uh, take a break from the group me and have some face-to-face time. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Commonwealth Care Group. Uh, Commonwealth Care Group employs Sean Greer. Sean, are you there? Commonwealth Care Group sponsoring the Dad Bod Pod today, episode eight. Fun fact: We are playing each other this week. Uh, what's your team name? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, team name this week is Captain America. Uh, I think I have a great pick this week. It's, uh, it's another, you know, it's Colin in front of the American flag. What's really confusing is I've actually quickly forgotten each time I looked at my team that it was my team. Like, I just assumed it was Seth's team. That's really funny. I so, had, I've had the same reaction, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was such a great team that I've done a double take and clicked on your team at that's least three times. That's hilarious. I, I've clicked on it, and I thought, why does Seth have all my players? <laughs> it's a great <clears throat> it's a great team name. I wish I had thought of it. Uh, thank you, Commissioner. And you mentioned something interesting, all my players, because if I'm impressed by anything, it's that you're actually rostering starting players. We'll get to this week's blockbuster trades in the second segment of today's show, I think. Well, I'm especially proud of one particular starter player. Who's that? Uh, Joe Mixon. Oh, right. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. (laughs) Um, But for the record, I think until yesterday, you had like three people who didn't weren't on by period and they weren't exactly starting material and you've engineered your way to like everything but a tight end essentially that's true i think i'm gonna have to roll into this weekend sans tight end that's just not gonna work out for me um i've got eight players on by we won't cte if you will I, cte mm-hmm. I don't, what are you trying to say about brain diseases right now? <laughs> I don't know. It's a really bad dad joke. I don't know. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We're always on the hot seat here. The hot seat? Uh, but no one ever gets to ask you and Jamie um, kind of what brings you here. What are you about besides suboptimal <laughs> trading? Suboptimal <laughs> trading. Uh, shoot, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm Matt. I'm from Houston. Went to school up in PA, came down to Charlottesville. Um, what do you want to know? Um, how Charlottesville treats you? Charlottesville, Charlottesville is such an interesting place. Right. I think that... Having emigrated from another country, the nation of Texas. Um, Texas is such a funny state. I don't really know where all this pride comes from. In fact... Uh, Drew asked, you know, about that in the group me. I still don't have a good answer. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I say that. I mean, Texas is great. Like, you've lived in Texas. And then what's funny is that I'm not even from there, and it worked its spell on me. Like, for those mm-hmm. who you came and watched this past Sunday, seven of the league, super majority, all uh, took part in my Texas fetish room <laughs> with about a six by eight flag on the wall. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have a. Texas state flag. <laughs> um, the death flag of the capital? Yeah. 
So I have a certificate that says my Texas flag flew above the capital of the sovereign state of Texas. Maybe we should move back. Yeah. I am job hunting. For all those listeners uh, tuning in from Texas this week. And I just want to kind of wax a little bit about league culture, get a little sentimental. We're at the halfway point of the season, and I think it's going to get a bit more cutthroat uh, because we're at that point where whether you're five and one or one and five, and we have people at both ends of the spectrum, you could still end the season with a winning record, seven and six, eight and five. It's playoff possible. Yahoo's current projections. Possible. Put sixth place at eight and five. So, Zach, if you're listening, uh, don't cut this out. Uh, We believe in you, buddy, as long as it doesn't come at our expense. And, you know, it also got me thinking a bit, though, in this season where I haven't had a lot going on. I've been trying to figure out what comes on next, how much the league culture blowing up has meant to me. I've tried to moderate a little bit of my group me uh, postings, but in all seriousness... I've seen no evidence of that. (laughs) The best... uh, The best analogy I could come up with while preparing for today's episode was basically what we're in is a month-long poker game with friends. And partly because fantasy football is a bit like gambling. There's prospects and percentages uh, based on, quote-unquote, the hand you're dealt, that you're healing, that you draft. Uh, And you have to pick over-unders. You're going head-to-head with other people. You have to gauge their percentages and so on and so forth. Uh, But it's also about the camaraderie of coming together, taking risks, gambling. The analogy is also sort of explains why I don't want to get rid of kickers. I don't know if the people who are proposing getting rid of kickers are serious. To me, the kickers are sort of like those offsuit twos and sevens uh, that don't often win you a hand, but you still get dealt them. And sometimes you can get a straight flush. Is that a hand in poker? (laughs) I... mm. I do know that I've been told many times by Travis that I need to stop effing bidding on twos and sevens. That is true. I think that's a direct quote. That is true. But they're still in the deck is my point. Meaning you have to roll with them. Just don't spend your whole fab budget on it. Maybe that's where the analogy mm, goes. Except Travis would definitely say don't spend any of your fab <laughs> on that. Well... Having spent $21 on Dan Bailey, who donutted me. That's actually I, um, a good question. Which of us have wasted more money on the waiver wire? It's definitely me. I, Depending on how Mar- Marquise Goodwin turns out, it could easily be me. How much did you put on him? 123 Well, total, out of a $500 budget, I counted the other day. I put almost 200 40% on Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dan Bailey... <laughs> Alfred Morris. You mean we both picked up Alfred for money and dropped him? Yeah, and Alfred Morris donutted on my bench. Dan Bailey donutted for me and was dropped a week later. And Ryan Fitzpatrick put up 30 for me and then promptly... Imploded. Pooped on the bed the next week and got dropped. And I think I put up 102 for him. So How much money do you have left? I think I'm second to last. I'm, I'm last. I have the second least behind you. I have the least. Um, So anyway, I I love this kind of poker thing, Uh, the competitiveness, there's percentages every hand, sometimes cards get thrown out. Um, We've run that analogy, I've run that analogy into the ground, but my point is, is like, we're also at the halfway point of the season. It's a time of optimal hope. I think that's what led to a lot of the trades, a mix of desperation and kind of Hail Mary hope. Um, 
but this is going to start this snowball is going to start flying down the mountain and there are going to be firsts and there are going to be lasts there is going to be someone taking all our money and there's going to be someone choosing stand-up or student driverhood and you i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit you were feeling pretty confident about as much as i'm trying to be pollyanna here about everyone's chances we have some pretty good confidence about someone's going to be first and someone's going to be 12th and in between what what do you think those are going to be uh i mean i have some guesses but let me start by saying i, I think this is more like scientific theories or whatever <laughs> I'm feeling pretty strongly about it. All right. I, I mean, let me start by saying I think that there's three tiers of players right now. Uh, basically, we have some bottom dwellers. I think that's our bottom four. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be you know Zach, Drew, Jamie, Trey. Mm. I think those guys are definitely in a tier of their own. I I pretty much am certain that last place is going to fall to one of those four. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to kind of fight it out to the end to avoid that, but it's going to be one of those four. Mm -hmm. I'd be really surprised if it wasn't. And, you know, I'm just pulling up the data now, and what's funny is you came in saying that, and I looked it up, and here it is, like, Yahoo couldn't agree with you more, that those bottom four, in terms of today's projections, are not even close to making the playoffs. They're, like, huge gap. Four wins for... Jamie, and then that's in ninth place, and then one spot above him is Robert is still my boss, Cody, with seven wins, a winning record, and yet still missing the playoffs. So, and then below that, um, cream of the crop uh, is projected to finish three and ten. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has three wins now. No, he's got two, two wins right now. Okay, he started two and zero oh, though. That's true. <laughs> And yet he won't trade me Jarvis Landry uh, for a proven WR. He won't even. He won't. He won't respond to my texts. All right. Why is that? Mm, Does I, he think he I, knows something that first place doesn't? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. I'm just throwing chum in the water. <laughs> I'm not going to get spaghetti into spaghetti against the wall. Uh, Let's see what he sticks. doesn't want to talk to me. That is totally his prerogative. But all right. So we have the basement dwellers. Yahoo completely agrees with your analysis. Uh, what's the second tier? So then I think we have this strong middle. Yeah. A super strong middle. It's kind of up in the air. What will happen? I think there's a big battle happening there. I think that on paper, you know, some people are three and three, some are four and two, some five or five and one. But I think that um, pretty much all those folks are actually really in the same tier to me. Like, you know, any any of them could shoot up. Or down a little bit, but um, they've all got really good teams. Right. It's going to come down to boom and bust weeks in a way because Yahoo, looking again, also agrees. It's a mix of almost all seven and sixes and eight and fives in that middle tier. I'm a little perturbed. I checked these projections a couple weeks ago, and I was supposed to, I think, finish third or fourth with an eight and five record. And after two weeks, I'm now at seven and six. I don't know if they think I'm starting Phillip Rivers every week or not. Who's in the upper tier? Well, what do you call those people? Uh, I call those people Caleb Fleming. <laughs> oh, so like the second tier is like seven members. Oh, the second like tier everyone. is huge. Yeah. Second tier is huge. So second tier is is me, Steven, Yusef, Travis, Cody, Robert, Sean. 
this is bonkers to me because I'm looking at this. Yahoo now has Robert projected to finish third at nine and four. Two weeks ago, second place wasn't was supposed to finish eight and five. Robert was definitely not making the playoffs. What is he doing differently? Happy birthday, old boy, by the way. 34. Should we sing? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Robert. Happy birthday to you. We were going to call him, weren't we? So I think that... I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so Caleb's in a league of his own, basically. At this Caleb point. is in a total league of his own. I think that. Oh, side note, Robert going up in the. I wonder if Robert moving up in the projections has to do with everyone else shifting around. Oh, we're gonna come back to that after our next commercial break. Okay. Well, That's a great. Let me mention point. Caleb then. So, I think that Caleb just has a ridiculous team. I think mm-hmm. that. I don't really want him to hear this, but he's just definitely in the league of his own right now. We'll see what happens. We'll see what injuries play out. We'll see how his bench does. But right now, like I look at his bench, and I think I would rather be Caleb's bench than, I don't know. I would yeah. rather have Caleb's bench than probably Drew or Zach's starters. His bench is full of starters. I confess to try to trade him for Josh Gordon and someone else I don't even remember, but... Is this whole season like a revenge game for Caleb? How much agency does he have in just like pummeling us right now? I mean, I don't know. Like you'd think that his team name even reveals a lot of humility. Like his his only ambition in, in fantasy life is to get a consolation by. That's right. And you I mean, know it's karma. We we kind of need Caleb to parse out these numbers for us, but Yahoo's current projections have him finishing third in points. Sean is still projected to finish second. I think Sean can't quite catch a break. Uh, and then Travis Piquel, first in points as of right now. So this is all going to come down to matchups, essentially, and that, that middle. I, I had a good laugh, actually, when I saw Sean's spreadsheet, partly because I wasn't sure if he created that newly this week or had been sitting on that for years. But it, it was full of interesting information, which are what are the top most scorers of all time in the league? And he's in a lot of those games. And it kind of proved, I think, the reputation that Sean, year in and year out, has kick-ass teams and finds himself often on the wrong end of someone. Like, he was the loser to, like, all the, like, most lights-out scorers ever. What was a little disheartening for me is that I was nowhere, not winner or loser in that. So it makes me feel like I'm just sort of sneaking by. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of that. Like... Is it better to score 171 a week and 110 the next, or is it better to score, you know, 135 every week? It's better to win. Right. (laughs) Always winning is better. Well, Caleb, if you're listening, we're proud of you. We're afraid of you. And uh, we can't wait to beat you in the playoffs. Um, Speaking of Caleb, though, he had a trade with Trey, who I believe is our... He did. Uh, coming up after the commercial break, Matt and I tr- break down a week of blockbuster I mean, trades. Some, somehow Caleb actually got better this week. Yeah, after demolishing me on my best week ever. 178 to 137. 137 is your best week ever? This season. Mm. Uh, That's I don't want to talk about it. Speaking of Trey, uh, this week's episode is also brought to you in part by the Motherload Laundry. 
Trey, it's Seth and Matt recording episode eight. We're on a commercial break. Thanks for sponsoring this week's episode. What do you have to say about the mother? What's that? Great. Uh, I know we didn't warn you about this, but uh, give a plug for the old mother load. Beautiful. Uh, we're going on to segment two where we make fun of your trade. Thanks for picking up the phone. Bye, Trey. <laughs> All right. So, what do you make of the, what do you make of that trade? Uh, Jameis Winston for Ecolor? Yeah. Well, it's funny. So, on paper, in a vacuum, Trey wins that trade, but he already has Matt Stafford. And C.J. Bethard, who I just read, fascinatingly enough, is bestie in Jimmy Garoppolo, comparing their each of their three-game starts. And he traded with Caleb for Ecolor? That's right. The rich And Caleb has Melvin Gordon, so that makes sense. What do you think? Well, I just think it's a joke. I think that... I think it's a weird one to one. I, think That's, I don't know what to make of it. I think that in a perfect world, if you have a running back and a wide receiver, for instance, that both score the same number of points every week, I think that the running back is still more valuable because they're just hard to come by. Um, you know, they're, I feel like they're the they're the they're the gold currency of, uh, of fantasy. Sure. Yeah, and you know, it's and, funny, Trey. I think mentioned he was taking a risk on Jameis, but the truth is, I think Baker was on the wire. Eli Manning supposed to have a blow up week. And C.J. Beathard... I mean, I think that anybody anybody will tell you that, like, if you don't have a great quarterback, just stream a good one every week. It's not that big a deal. There's enough out there. There's just... I mean, you got 24 options, at least 12 options, right. up to 24 every week. Somebody's going to have a decent matchup. It's going to work out okay. You're going to at least get 15 points. I've played in leagues where there's sort of a quarterback rush in the draft and a quarterback obsession where even with a five-person bench, everyone's holding two quarterbacks and it's not a two-quarterback league, but our league is not that. But even even in that kind of league, if, if that happens in the draft, that means that great wide receivers and running backs are being thrown at you. That's also true. Chris Carson's on the wire in this 14-team league I'm in because of this. It's crazy. That's You should grab him. Yeah, but we don't talk about other leagues in this league um, no we don't and the other thing there is that when you have Matthew Stafford who's projected to be quarterback 11 why would you bother to get quarterback 10 touche I don't know that's Trey what's that I don't know what to say <laughs> um, the, the, I think that's I think this is just you know yeah. somebody getting desperate and just trying to do something but not desperate enough I don't want to spend this time talking about has been trades but I will say that trade drives a hard bargain for someone who is third to last. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, for me, that's where I'm like, something's not working. Let's just shake things up, even if it's sort of a whatever. But 
not going to go there. The man can't defend himself. Let's move up, though, in terms of blockbuster status. You and Travis. Right. Three for one. Yeah. I'm surprised how little press it got in the group me, actually. Was that out of desperation on your part? Because I think a lot of people just assume, like, you were going to take the loss to me this week. So, and did so I want to know did Travis take advantage of you for your propensity to want to trade or were you like you know what every win matters I'm going to get value for value here and I think I, I personally think you might have won that trade on top of my impression that like, you have a team that could beat me this week which I'm not necessarily happy about but I'm impressed by I mean I'd be very surprised if I managed to pull out a W this week but I'll say that that trade was propelled by two issues. Um, the first being, yeah, I think that getting getting points on the board is important. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't get a W, you got to uh, throw points yeah. on the board because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, what if I lose the next four games and the only way I make the playoffs is if I have more points than the next person? That's a great to. point. As we discussed in segment one, there is this massive tier of eight and fives and seven and sixes that are only going to be distinguished by points. Like eighth right. place is right now projected to have a winning record. Right. So I was super surprised that Sean was willing to put up so few points the other week um, when he had a, when he had a bunch of guys on by. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I need to throw points on the board, and if that means sacrificing a B, like that's great. I got to do it. Um, I also thought that I have a lot of instability on my team. Right. So James Conner is up in the air. I don't know if he'll be back to do much. Uh, Dalvin Cook is still a total unknown. Like, is he right. actually going to get healthy? Is he going to score any points for me? Right. So I felt it important to give up a big asset to get two smaller assets. I kind of spread out my point about points a bit. Um, Throwing aside an, out an unknown, so we won't dwell on it, but Le'Veon Bell could very well not come back, in which case now you're sitting on James Conner, Dalvin Cook, pretty solid RB1s if they can go and Joe Mixon which can we set aside for a moment the fact that the man who engineered the trade veto and threw Nick Chubb at me for him is now playing against me this week Joe Mixon was this part of some like large complex Illuminati style plot this is really funny to me I mean we've beaten this stupid trade to death but like it keeps coming back to life like a zombie on Halloween. I mean, Seth, this is a one week at a time game. <laughs> so So this is more like God's sense of humor that after all that I am fate. playing Joe it's Mixon. Fate. It's I, d- I did try to go for Odell this week. I couldn't figure out something that would work with Drew. Wait, just to like kind of go giant to giant? I mean, I just thought it would be a cruel twist of fate again for you to have to cheer on Odell I think it's crazy that though you are now going to try to beat me like this feels like the universe's spite or impotence we'll see on Monday that you're trying to beat me with my own second round pick that caused so much consternation and drama are you going to put in plug in a tight end I think I have to give up on the tight end I've tried to trade away two for one to anybody and I can't come up with a trade that'll work Oh, so I'm probably just going to scratch the tight end. I did look at the waiver, and it's lean. I mean, I, I think that's not worth it. Like I, Unless I can match I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be pretty pissed if I lose to you if you got an empty tight end. 
Emmanuel Sanders is a pretty good. For I mean, me, you just got thirty points from Sanders. Like, what do yeah, you? Want? We're gonna get to that in our last segment, which is a new segment. But first, I'm gonna put you on the spot even more. Word has come my way that the trade you accomplished might not be the whole story around what you and the commissioner achieved. Matt has no idea that this was coming up. But this wasn't the whole trade, was it? There, this is actually part of a larger deal that's going to come to completion next week. Do you want to tell uh, our loyal listeners, or do you want me to? Well, now that it's <laughs> now that it's public information, um, it wasn't. It was not. I wouldn't say it was shared with me in confidence, but no one gave me permission to make it public. <laughs> but since we're always wheeling and dealing in public. I think that Travis needs to learn. News alert! I think that Travis needs to learn to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> um, why is this a secret? You know, that some, why, why is why is this news alert? Sometimes that everyone's is, now waiting for a secret. Sometimes gossip is fun, Travis, but it <laughs> will come to bite you. Is it just gossip? Mm, I would just say that there's been a verbal agreement on a second trade. You know, I put that together. It's a verbal agreement. I mean, it's happening. But it's part two of part one. We all saw Antonio Brown uh, go to Travis, the commissioner, who's now number one in the power rankings for Keenan Allen, Joe Mixon, and... Corey Clement. I think you may have come out in front on that trade. Except that wasn't the whole trade. Or now, do you... And, and, and I was having this thought, and it makes sense, too, that you thought, hey, this didn't cause as much consternation in the league as I thought. That is true, because I think you may have come ahead in that trade. But now that I understand the whole picture, I'm just going to tell them, Matt and Travis have a, <laughs> a verbal agreement to exchange QBs. They, they went total homer on all of us. And uh, who are the chefs? is giving up Aaron Rodgers uh, to the Packers fan in residence. Um, anything else you want to say about that? I, mean, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm getting A-Rod. He's getting Patty. Life is good. I Did you say A-Rod? Is that his nickname? It is. Why is that? Because he's on steroids? Because his name's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I thought you were talking about Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. Can I just, Are you upset by that? Like, what's the deal here? I just think new information is, like, going to keep our listeners engaged. It's just putting it out there. I haven't thought about it too deeply. If it was me, I would do it. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is ahead. There were air quotes there on paper of A-Rod. So that, quote-unquote, evens it out a little bit. If, if I take the stance that the three-for-one benefits you, I think him getting Mahomes... In fantasy benefits him, but I think spiritually you both benefit tremendously <laughs> because you get to collapse your love for fantasy with real life. And uh, I think you're right. Yeah, rolling with I've loved. Can I just say that I've loved your weekly trolling name changes? It's been super fun. Rolling with Mahomes was great. Um, I'm excited to see what you come up with next. I uh, hope everyone likes mine. Since we didn't have this pod in advance, I'm fair can trade you, certified this week. Can you clarify what's the deal with that? 
Uh, well, fair trade goods and services. I used to be lead organizer for an organization called Fair Trade Boston. I've worked on uh, trade justice issues for years, and so you'll see the label on Ben and Jerry's ice cream, on coffee, ten thousand villages on the downtown mall. The whole place is fair trade certified. It's a designation that goods uh, receive uh, for sale if they meet certain guarantees and standards that those who produce those goods were treated equitably. Uh, safely and with a living wage um, and given all the drama around trading and me this year I always made the case that I made a fair trade and since I was playing Matt this week and since I'm the resonant you know commie granola hippie I figured fair trade certified hit three levels of uh, punniness uh, since you took the best name possible in Captain America so <laughs> I can't wait to beat your ass, though. Oh, one more big trade. at uh, The bottom dwellers, as you call them, the, the Jamies and the Zacks, traded some of their first-round picks. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I'm having a hard time understanding this one, actually. So, it was Ezekiel Elliott and traded by the Cowboys fan. Plus Allen Robinson. Plus Allen Robinson, who I did hear was a sell candidate on several articles. Sorry, Zach. For the, a trio of DeAndre Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, and there's a running back in there too. What, what was it? I'm looking it up. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Demarius Thomas is underperforming this year. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best go-to guarantees in the game, so that's sort of the equal yoke with Zeke. LaShawn McCoy... I mean, I'm 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 a little con- I'm a little confused by it. Like, I'm not totally sure what Zach's thinking by this. Because La- yeah, latest is latest analysis from Yahoo is that the volume will be there to keep Lashawn a flex all season, but because the Bills are ass, uh, uh, it's hard to keep him. Though he might be traded. Apparently, these rumors are still surrounding. So what I is mean, Zach? Which, which would Zach only think? which would only be great for Jamie. Mm. So, I mean, in my mind, here's basically what happened. You yeah. traded a great wide receiver for a great running back. I think Allen Robinson feels almost negligible. Like, he's not that big a deal. you got to hope Zeke gets 35 points a game. I'd rather have Demarius Thomas and LaShawn McCoy. Right. In my mind, Jamie won this thing for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and this... It's, like, mean, it's like he... They traded... They traded two big names, right. and somehow Jamie <clears throat> happened to get two extra dudes out of the process. I think what's interesting, and, and I think what's really telling, though, is that Jamie, uh, who is a diehard Cowboys fan who you know drafted his guy, he's also thinking he's winning this, obviously, as well, because he's giving up. It'd be like me giving up Saquon for the sake of fantasy football, which I'm never doing. Everyone can really? off. Let's make a trade. Everyone, no, everyone is counter offering me for Saquon. He's the only guy in my roster who's not on the uh, table. Stop, stop asking. Winners, sure. losers of trades. I'm going to say it right yeah. here. You know, Caleb, trade winner. Jamie, trade winner. I think that Travis and I toss up. Yeah. And is that including Mahomes for luck? Or for the, Rogers? The whole deal. The whole deal, toss up. Um, what do you think? Or, sorry, win-win. I think Caleb, on paper, makes a lot of sense for him to dump Jameis. 
to get running back insurance, and Eckelor is for real. If Melvin Gordon went down, Eckelor would be great. But what's funny is in the three to four game stretch now, I think Trey, as much as I hate to say this, made the move that helps him in the short run because I do believe famous Jameis is going to blow up at least over the next four games, which could, as we said, I know Trey is a bottom dweller and Yahoo has him there too. And he's also that way, you know, in the group mate comments. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think that he's not starting Eckelor, and so he made a move for a guy. Winston could put up 30 points a week for a quarterback. That's pretty good. If that makes the difference for him getting two wins and he supersedes uh, Yahoo's expectations, I'm going to say that Trey won that trade. Now, trade me Jarvis Landry, damn it. <laughs> you know, I said Mahomes for okay. luck by accident. It was a Freudian slip of the tongue. It wasn't Andrew luck. It's because we're going to commercial break uh, to hear from our final sponsor. This week's episode is also brought to you by Dwell Construction. I meant Mahomes for Rogers. Um, but Dwell Construction is the business brought by league owner Stephen Luck, a.k.a. Clooney the Scourge. Um, we're going to go to commercial break now. Hi, uh, you've reached Stephen Luck with Dwell Construction. Please leave me a message, and I will give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. And we're back. This is uh, the final segment, and we've got a new uh, portion of the podcast this week. Uh, it's going to be called Diamonds. Um it's a bit, a little bit like the MVP segment combined with PTI's The Rundown, uh, where we kind of run through who are our diamonds this week. We have aspirations of, of being a diamond league. Um, Matt, you want to start us off? Uh, who, are your, sure. who are your diamonds this week? Um, What's your first? My first diamond is going to be Caleb's Bench. Say more. I'm just in love with Caleb's Bench. I want them. I mean, he's got the best bench in the league. He's got a bench full it's of huge possible bench. starters. There are. It's an amazing bench. Nobody compares. Yeah. Nothing compares. My first diamond is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, we're recording on a Friday. Last night, the Denver Broncos thrashed the Cardinals. Emmanuel Sanders was my flex. Heartbreaker. And give. I mean, I'm so superstitious. I almost put Peyton Barber in the flex. I'm so glad I didn't because Emmanuel Sanders blew up for about 27 points. Uh, seven of those were a touchdown pass that he threw. And so, however good your team does this week, and I know you've been trying to trade me for Sanders all season, in a way, Matt, I almost have you to thank for getting Sanders because you vetoed the first trade I was totally good with, and Travis and I redid it. Um, I mean, not only vetoed, I texted every member of the league. That's how it got vetoed, because yeah, I, I didn't realize it took... You're I, welcome. Gosh. Visit. You're welcome. Who's your next diamond? I'm gonna go with Trey Co. Richard, Richard as he as he's known on his birth certificate. Uh, he's my diamond dissenter. Oh, yeah. Cut sharp. Yeah, I mean, you know, drama is fun in life to an extent, and I think that yeah. Trey, uh, for better for worse, on purpose or by accident, he brings it. He's the Jerry Jones for a reason. You know, Jerry Jones. 
is a questionable human being, but he's also really rich, so he's got diamonds. Is that what you're saying? Um, I'm not calling Trey a questionable human being. You know, I, I mean, that does remind me that, I mean, Trey did attack my character in public on the Grimmy this week. It almost feels like it's getting personal, not just for shits and gigs. He also ignores my text messages these days. I... You think he's jealous? You're number one. I'm number one. Could be. People come at the king, the best. Could be. What's what's your next diamond? Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. You know... I'm sensing a trend here. All of your diamonds are... My awesome players. Hmm, interesting. Um, we're going to shake it up. But I this is an in-real-life diamond, too, because I was feeling hopeful after the past couple rough campaigns of the Giants, and Saquon has shown that his talent transcends how bad the Giants' offense is because we have the tools. I have come around to believing that Eli is the problem. Uh, as well as coaching, but something is just off. And it's nice to have something fun to look at uh, in real life while also helping my fantasy league as a fan. I've not given up on the Giants. I'm an eternal optimist, but I just hope he doesn't like suffer a terrible injury um, if the Giants do continue down this road. Uh, and as Jamie said, apparently he's a really awesome guy. I should feel really good about drafting him. He's never getting traded. Who's your next diamond? Matt. Tyler Boyd. So this week I picked up Marquise Goodwin for $123. Just barely edged out Sean Greer, uh, formerly known as Shibboleth. Now known as Eric's Neat Team. <laughs> the best. He, he put in a bit of 117 so I just barely got him. And... You know, hopefully that paid out for me. Hopefully that wasn't a total waste. But it made me realize what a huge pickup Tyler Boyd has been. Have you and been starting him? So I didn't grab him. So Drew Drew has Tyler Boyd. Oh. He spent maybe 120 Oh, I see what you're saying. 120 bucks or so on him. And he still finished the pick second to last. That may be, but Tyler Boyd's uh, currently 13th amongst wide receivers. Do you hear that league? Buy low. So... <laughs> Or Drew, sell high. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, he's easily the best waiver pickup of anyone in the league. Awesome. And he's not, you know, no one knows about it because Drew's suffering. But No, I hear that. Yeah. Who's your next one? Oh, my next is Cody. Real life. Cody, new father. Uh, started the Denver defense this week, which put up 32 points uh, against the commissioner. So I don't know if Yahoo's projections have taken that into account. Um, but Cody is indubitably a diamond because he's playing for the first time. He's probably not sleeping too much. And uh, I just want to give it up for him uh, for keeping up. Cody, I hope to get to know you better. Uh, you are a diamond in my book. Matt. Dude, I'm out of I'm out of diamonds. Next up is Sumner, chief resident coming up at the UVA hospital, uh, who is listening to the podcast. I just think it's a delight that Sumner's one of his two comments ever is the most liked on GroupMe. Definitely speaks to the uh, quality over quantity truism. And I know it's no joke being a doctor and a resident at UVA Hospital. So, like, I am just beyond impressed uh, that Sumner is rising to all the challenges. Um, and I would dare say that keeping up with our GroupMe is more challenging than being chief resident at a hospital. 
You know what? I'm also going to throw a diamond at you, Matt, uh, for being in first place. Uh, and you're still hungry. You're still trading, always wondering how you could be better. Uh, have you made the playoffs before? What an awful question. I mean, I don't track it. I'm not I'm not trying to be a jerk. I I feel like, though, you might... I do not remember making the playoffs. See, I don't think you have. But I wasn't sure. I do not remember making the playoffs. See, you're, I'm happy for you. You're projected to make the playoffs. Just barely, right? I'm not trying like to jinx fifth, you. Fifth place? Yeah, current projections have you at one of the eight and fives. Uh... Last few diamonds for me are in the football world. I'd like to throw a diamond at Sam Bradford and is it Josh Rosen on the Cardinals? That's right, yeah. Nathan Peterman, all these people for approving um, Colin Kaepernick's collusion case uh, it is on the merits. <laughs> and and lastly, uh, not no lie, uh, for those who missed the headline today, this upcoming Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53, L-I-I-I, halftime show is going to be done by Maroon 5. The only reason, though, is because Rihanna turned down the ask first. The reason for that is she uh, said she wouldn't do it out of solidarity with Colin Kaepernick until the NFL uh, gets its acts together. So Rihanna is <clears throat> shining bright like a diamond, if you will. Do you get it? I get it. No, but do you, like, get it? I totally get She gets the diamond this week, which leads to our last segment, Dad Jokes. Matt, what do football players wear on Halloween? Mm. I got face masks. Oh, my gosh. These are open source jokes, by the way. You all can use them with your kids, your spouses, your roommates. Uh, they're seasonally appropriate. Matt, why was the tiny ghost asked to join the football team? <laughs> I have no idea. They needed a little team spirit. Oh my gosh. All right. Which football player wears the biggest helmet? Hmm. Tell me. The one with the biggest head, obviously. Oh my gosh. Last one. <laughs> Where is a ghost's favorite spot on a football field? These are hard. Under the ghoul posts. Oh my gosh. These are so bad. Hey, you know what? I know um, we said this was the last segment, but I want to ask you, what's your favorite kind of NFL football memory? NFL football memory. I remember being so pumped when the Packers were in the NFC Championship playing the Arizona Cardinals. And I thought that our days of heartbreak, um, which there have been many, but particularly the season prior when the Packers collapsed against the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game. Um... I was just so excited when Rodgers threw two Hail Marys in a row to tie the game. Was this against Kurt Warner's um, Cardinals or Carson Palmer's? Carson Palmer. Okay. Um, I want to say this is 2014. I'm not an expert in cardinology. <clears throat> um, anyway, he, he threw these two ridiculous Hail Marys to like our fifth string wide receiver because all of our wide receivers were beat up. And it just seemed like a miracle. Like suddenly we were back in the game, you know, 
it was unbelievable. Everyone's shouting, everyone's screaming. And then Larry Fitzgerald, you know, first pass at overtime. Boom, boom, done. Yeah. So it was kind of heartbreaking. It was a, it was just such a mix of emotions. I've never felt so many emotions about a football game. That's huge. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure getting to be sort of a pseudo host. I hope I didn't put you on the spot too much. No, you're great. Um, I hope we did the league some service. Oh, yeah. Matt's Corner. Well, Caleb's Facts. Caleb's Facts. Matt's, <laughs> Matt's Corner. Whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, you would think that having an RB, a top 10 running back, would be an awesome thing, right? Because it is. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean... I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, totally. What's really interesting is that the top running back in our league has twice as many points as the 10th running back in our league. You hear that, Steven? That means you should only be starting one running back a week. Um, pretty amazing deal. Uh, pretty crazy. That's wide awesome. A lot more parity with the wide receivers. That's right. But This has been Matt's Corner, Caleb's Facts. Now to close us out, we're going to go to Jamie Schleicher uh, to take control of his podcast back. Phone number. Go fall down a well. This has been the Dad Bod Pod. Peace.